Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. Today we have episode 2 of 6 and 60. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Kearns. What's up, everybody? Tim, a lot of topics to cover. But before we get into anything, tell me what's on your mind tonight. I have the beginning... Of 46 thoughts. Alright. <clears throat> if you get that reference, good on you. If you don't, that's okay too. <laughs> anyway, we have six topics, 60 minutes. Each topic gets 10 minutes. We're going to yep. kick this shit off right now with the tribal chief gains more power. John, how did Roman Reigns gain even more power? Okay, so... Uh, On the most recent edition of SmackDown Live, we had Roman Reigns out there gloating about his victory at Hell in a Cell. And uh, Jey Uso came out and actually ended up joining Roman Reigns. Not until the end of the night. Not until the end of the night. I didn't actually watch SmackDown. Why would I? Um, (laughs) So, you know, we got... Sort of the makings of the beginning of what everybody wanted, which is the heel bloodline faction. Yeah, so at the beginning of the night, he was still saying the same old tired shit to, to Roman. And at the end, whenever he wrestled Daniel Bryan in a Survivor Series qualifier match, I believe, um, Roman came down and Jimmy just turned vicious on Daniel Bryan after the match. And told Roman that he understands now and that he is with Roman. Now, um, how do you feel about that turn of events? Well, I honestly, I think it is really good. I think it's the next logical step in this new heel Roman Reigns storyline. Um, I like that Paul Heyman is still involved somewhat. And I really liked at Hell in a Cell what they did with Alfonsica. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So it makes sense that Jay, being the one who's been beaten multiple times now, is the first one to fall in line. Right. Um, He did make the uh, statement that he didn't lose to Roman. He only said he quit because 
of him beating his brother Jimmy. Um, so, uh, I like that Paul Heyman is still noticeable, but he's not as bombastic as he was with CM Punk or Brock Lesnar. I like that it really feels like he's employed by Paul Heyman and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Employed by Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I I told you. I I work for myself, you see. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, so I could see a couple of things happening. I could see this being like the the bloodline f- faction and yeah jay jay uh comes back and joins them or jay comes back and gets beaten into submission and jay and jimmy end up performing a coup on the tribal chief but i would love it if naomi showed up on smackdown because let's be real the uh, brand division does not really exist. It's yeah. just a, uh, it's just there to make you think uh, there's some type of difference in the shows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so have Naomi come out and, you know, have some verbiage between her and her husband in front of Roman Reigns. She doesn't want him to join. And Jimmy is torn and ultimately sides with try he's trying to figure it out and roman steps into her face and tells her to know her place and she looks to jimmy and jimmy just really has this distraught look and is standing with roman and naomi runs out and cries then she goes back to raw loses a bunch of matches her friends in the back are asking what's wrong it could add a whole nother layer to this great storyline. Um, although I wouldn't want another female, like Roman employing a female to fight Naomi. That would that would kind of get away from the actual storyline Yeah. in my eyes. Uh, if they did do that, it would probably be Tamina. And do we really want to see Tamina? Nope. Nope. Um... So, yeah, um, the Roman Reigns storyline right now, the Tribal Chief, I love it because, you know, this is the Roman we always wanted. This is the Roman we knew was in there. Um, A friend of ours said, why did it take WWE so long to do this? And I said, they locked the idea away in a box until all of Vince McMahon's shit ideas fell off the wall. And, uh... I totally believe that. Um, so, he's not the next Cena that everyone thought he was going to be. Right. Um, I also like how this is developing more more for the Usos. Um, you know, they came in as just like another brother tag team. Uh, then they got the face paint and the tribal dance. And that was cute. And then they had that great feud with the New Day once they turned heel with the Uso Penitentiary. And then that kind of went away and they weren't really doing anything. Right. And then Jimmy got hurt. Or Jay. Jay got hurt. And what are they going to do with Jimmy, you know? This is perfect. 
This is perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like that they're getting the character development they are. John, any last thoughts on the subject? Uh, as so, last thoughts. Let's see. Last thoughts. Um. So, where does Roman go from here? Does does Jimmy, does Jimmy get involved? I mean, we got Survivor Series coming up, right? So he has to wrestle Randy Orton. Yeah. Which will be a great match because, you know, everyone, whenever Roman was faced, you know, you got the drive-by boot, you got the spear, you got the Superman punch. Sometimes you get some sort of suplex, but since he's turned heel, I've seen him do a legitimate choke and like a rough rider, kind of, which was insane. Um, And right now, Randy Orton is is back to his old self. He's wrestling at the top again, like Mm -hmm. his top form. So that match is going to be great. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't really see a clear winner. Um, I, I don't know. You think Roman just <clears throat> kills him? Or do you <laughs> think there's there's some shenanigans involved? I mean, with the tribal chief kind of thing going on here, I could see Roman just whooping the shit out of Randy. But yeah. I also know how much WWE loves Randy. And how good Randy is. So I don't think that's going to happen. So maybe Jimmy gets involved. But then again, that kind of also goes against the character that they're building for Roman Reigns. I don't see Roman trying to use outside help. I don't want that kind of heel out of him. I like this dominant heel. Um so yeah, like, what do you think is gonna happen at Survivor Series with them? So at Survivor Series, you think maybe Drew gets involved, or Edge comes back? I don't think so. Well, I don't think so because it's not gonna be anybody that has anything to do to do on Raw. It's all gonna be SmackDown people. Roman's the Universal Champion. He's facing the Raw Champion at Survivor Series. Who's Randy Orton? Yes. Okay. So, I don't know. Uh, who on SmackDown could potentially get unfucked? It's WWE. Um, who on SmackDown could legitimately go for that belt right now? Okay, so fuck Survivor Series. You're talking about who's going to get involved in Survivor Series. It's probably. I mean, like, we're, that's the next thing happening for Roman. Yeah. So, does Roman beat the shit out of Randy? Is it a contested oh, match? No, Randy, no, Roman beats the shit out of Randy. I didn't know that's what you were asking. No, he yeah. beats the fucking shit out of Randy. He obliterates Randy Orton. That's what should happen. Yeah. I mean, that's... And then Randy goes back to Raw and Drew and whoever else is eyeing that championship. Uh-huh. Tell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, Rand- yeah. And then this loss, this ob- obliteration... Leads to a more more Viper coming out of Randy Orton. Yes. That's what should happen. All right. And we have reached the limit. 
three, two. Oh, you can't see that. One. It's done. All right. Next topic. Next topic, we're going to talk about what in God's name are they doing with retribution. All right. So the last time we talked about this was our first episode in six of 6 and 60. We talked about how the names are corny. The only one who looks cool is Dio Madden. And that we were interested finally because they named Mustafa Ali as the leader. Since then, they have gotten their ass kicked at every turn by the Hurt Business. I mean every turn. To the point where not only us, but other people on the internet were saying, What is the point? What was the point of building up this faction to just job out? As soon as possible. Yeah. And, and like, and now they're turning it again. They're turning it yet again. Um, this past week on Raw, Tucker, who turned heel on Otis. Yes. And has literally started to wear jobber clothes. Lost to Ricochet. What does like, that mean? What's jobber clothes? Like, plain-ass tights and shit. Oh, no. And he lost to Ricochet in, like, three minutes. And Ricochet hasn't really won a match in, like, a long time. Yeah, what, are, are they arbitrarily deciding to push Ricochet now? Nope, because no? Retribution came about, beat up Tucker and Ricochet. So... They went from fighting with the Hurt Business to beating the shit out of the Hurt People Business. People Business hate. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, what is, what, what, what is going on with Tucker? What is this bullshit with Retribution? Ricochet should be part of Retribution. <laughs> if it's going to be anybody on Raw, it should so be Ricochet. I was on um, the Reddit site... Squared Square circle. circle. And good the, the uh, username is Freebread. And he said, Mustafa Ali began hacking into SmackDown this year to help unite Otis with Mandy Rose and prove that he was the victim of Dolph Ziggler's bullying. At Hell in a Cell, Tucker turned on Otis, costing him the Money in the Bank contract. We see Tucker wrestle on Raw for the first time since, and out comes Mustafa Ali. He makes Retribution jump Tucker for his betrayal. Mustafa Ali standing up for Otis and avenging those that bully him is the longest running story that WWE has been able to commit to this year. Then, it said, update, Mustafa Ali just admitted on Talking Raw that he attacked Tucker for betraying Otis. This is canon now. So... It looks like Retribution has found an actual purpose in fighting. Which is just what they used to do with the shield. (laughs) Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, except with a bunch of (laughs) fucking lame looking dudes who got jobbed the fuck out. They're not lame looking. Shield Shield came in it made an impact right away. Yeah. This this faction has been booked topsy-turvy, wonky, all over since the beginning. And it 
It's and not doing any of those wrestlers' favors. No, that's the thing about it. That's what is so upsetting about it. And it's it. supposed to. Like, or is it? They told Does Vince McMahon say, Oh, you know what, Bruce? What would be great is if we had Antifa. And then we had a bunch of African-American males beat the shit out of them. And Bruce just goes, hey, we tried to make chicken shit out of chicken salad. (laughs) You know that's what he's going to say on his podcast in 15 years to Conrad Thompson if Conrad doesn't die of a heart attack. All right. I mean... (laughs) Oh boy. What do you, what well you know. <laughs> what do you want out of retribution? I want them to allow all of them to go back to NXT and never speak of retribution again. I want Dominic Dajakovic back. I want Mercedes Martinez back. I want Mia Yim back. Oh, Mercedes is out. She's going back to NXT. Uh, they said that a long time ago, but she hasn't. Who's resurfaced. the other woman? Me and him. Aren't they two Carter? Oh, Kane and Carter. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, mostly I just want Dominic Dajakovic back. On your point, um, Mustafa Ali recently spoke and said that Rey Mysterio should be on 205 Live. He would carry it on his back, get interest in the show so that people actually watch it. Then they could have him versus Murphy. He's not wrong. Which makes sense. And then they could have Ali come in uh, again, which makes sense. But Ali, nobody wants 205 Live. And you shouldn't either. Because the cruiserweights should be on the main shows. Uh, Also, I don't disagree with what you want with Retribution. But if I was thinking about Retribution... I would have them, to try and save them, I would have the match with Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn happen at Survivor Series, and they get involved without the ref seeing and cost Bobby the match, and then Sami is excited, and you know, Sami's got the whole like underground punk whatever persona going on. And then we see kind of an alliance with Sami Zayn and Sami want comes over to raw and says he wants to unify the titles. He beat Bobby Lashley at survivor series, blah, 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 blah. And at this point we don't really know if there's an alliance, but then when the match comes to unify the titles, there's definitely alliance because we see, we get a camera to the back and MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander are all taken out. Lashley's looking at the screen. Once he turns around, haluva kick right to the face. Quick taking of the two legs. Pin one, two, three. And Ali puts on a black hoodie or whatever they want to do. And Sammy is now like second in command or something of retribution. I think that could help them uh, put Retribution in a good place again. Or, you know, if it ever was. Yeah. Um, what else? 
uh, what time? What's the time on here? <clears throat> uh, 2.10. Fuck that. We're putting two more minutes on uh, our last topic. Yep. The pure champion has been crowned. Since September 11th, ROH has come back to television and has looked amazing production-wise. Probably the best it's ever been. And for the most part, it has been two matches a week. And until this past week, when the tournament ended, uh, all of them were tournament matches in the ROH Pure Tournament. Uh, the ROH Pure Championship uh, has not... was has not been in effect really since 2006 when Brian Danielson uh, beat Nigel McGuinness in Liverpool, England at Unified where I believe Brian had the world title and Nigel was the pure champion and Brian beat him in his hometown. Um, they decided to bring it back. It was great for their television show. Uh, we loved every second of it, every match of it. I mean, if you've, if you've watched this channel, you know how we feel. And Jonathan Gresham and Tracy Williams put on a fantastic match. And the Octopus, the foundation, one, half of the world tag team champions, Jonathan Gresham, is the new ROH Pure Champion. After the match, Jay Lethal came out, raised his arm, clapped for him, and then left him to get his moment to shine. So it doesn't look like we're going to get Lethal against um, Gresham. Yeah. So we talked a few weeks ago about how are they going to book this title? How are they going to... Who's gonna? How's he gonna defend it? And how are they gonna figure out who who's going? And uh, I have an idea, John. But let me ask you that. What do you think? So, I think it should definitely be defended at every pay per view that they do. Um, they they don't really do pay per views, but they not right now. Not right now. Um, are they gonna be continuing weekly television? Do we even know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I read a report that um, EC3 is pretty much done in Impact now and is working ROH. Okay. We saw him. We've been seeing vignettes. We saw him a couple weeks ago, and last week he and the Briscoes wrestled Shane Taylor and two other men who were on Shane I Taylor's mean, side of things. EC3 would be a hell of a first feud for Gresham for that title. Does... That's the thing. Does this title garner feuds? Or is it based on... Or do they have pure matches to decide who goes on? Yeah, it could It could be like a division. Yeah. That's something that they could... That, that's kind of similar to what happens in New Japan with the Openweight title. I mean, like, there's no real set division... But you see the same type of guys and the same guys going for it, usually. What I would like to see as his first pure title defense, he could he could be in the, the tag team division until this is able to happen. He could have singles matches, whatever. 
his first title defense once it's able to happen, which may not be far because we saw Pete Dunne arrive in NXT. On AEW this past week, we got a vignette from Pac, so he's coming back over yep. the pond soon. Zack Sabre Jr. wants a rematch from Final Battle. Says you are supposed you are the pure champion now. Does that mean you're the best technical 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 wrestler there is? Because I have something to say about that. Yeah. And we get Saber and Gresham two in a pure championship match. I think it would be fucking great. I really like that. Yeah. I mean, of course it would be great. ROH's Um, first major event should be a New Japan ROH show. Yeah. Yeah, and and it seems like that's more of a possibility again than it was while Harold May was still in charge of New Japan. Well, ROH's partnership never faltered, but um, we are seeing... New Japan logos showing up on Impact or whenever Carl Anderson and Gallows have their show. Yeah. Um, Rocky Romero is showing up there with Anderson and Gallows. Hiroshi Tanahashi um, sending a video message to Chris Jericho on AEW. We're getting a lot of... We're getting Impact Superstar. It actually says that on Chris Bay's picture for the Super J Cup. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it looks like they even they even shouted out GCW on the GCW people. Yeah, so it looks like New Japan maybe not be giving you everybody what everybody wants with AEW, but they're they are branching out. They're working on it. It seems, which is good. Mm-hmm. I, I think every company should work together. Aside from the monopolized WWE. I think it would be best for business, as they say. Best Uh, for the wrestling world. So what, uh, how much time we got on this one? Uh, This one we're looking at three minutes left. Four minutes almost. So on our last segment, we're putting five minutes on it. Yep. And we're going to need it, because as you can see, it's full gear and power struggle predictions. They're going to need a little bit more time. More time. More time. More time, King. Now, this next subject. I don't think we're even going to time this one. No. Because if I go over, I go over. If I don't, I don't. We're going to, yeah. This this topic um, commands a, a, a certain level of somberness. Kylie Ray wrestled on the indies. She wrestled against men. That train is going nuts. She caught, <laughs> she got titles uh, in most places she went. When AEW began, it looked like AEW was going to put a lot of stock in her. And then the relationship ended. And AEW said it was amicable. Meaning it was on good terms. Both sides were okay. Everybody was wondering Why? Why did Kylie not want this? Um, Then rumors started happening that she has mental health issues like anxiety and depression. 
Now, I have anxiety and depression, more so anxiety, uh, very badly, and I feel for her. Um, I also know a lot of people who suffer from it. She has been an impact for about a year, and she had the opportunity to go against Deanna Perrazzo at Bound for Glory for the Knockouts Championship. Now we know that she drove in to uh, Tennessee or wherever the hell they were filming. And on a Friday, the show was on Saturday, and she no-showed. And they, they didn't explain anything. They just put Sue Young in there, and Sue Young won the title. A lot of people had a lot of things to say about Impact. A lot of people had things to say about Kylie Ray. I didn't see a lot of hateful things said about Kylie Ray, which makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, but some people did say, I, I remember reading someone say, um, you know, she she shouldn't work in a major wrestling company. And I had to think about that, how I felt. And then we found out from her Patreon subscribers that she has decided this week that she is retiring from pro wrestling and is taking a break from social media. Now, I understand that I've taken breaks from social, social media. If you've lived in 20 in this year, especially in America, it makes complete sense. If her anxiety or depression is spiking yeah, and all of that, I mean, John, you've been, having a rough time with 2020 and um my thoughts are this well john i've been talking a lot you 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 give your thoughts uh i hate to say it but i don't have much to say um i mean you really laid it all out how do you feel about this though sad but also caring and empathetic um i hope i just hope nothing happens i hope she's okay i hope that she has loved ones friends family there to support her and i'm sure she does but uh we're seeing too much of this in general happening um as someone who has severe anxiety and some depression, the comment that I talked about earlier of someone saying I disagree with, I also personally disagree with her retirement. Now, if that leads to her having a better life and a happier life, that's great. But is she just caving to her, to her issues? That's what I'm worried about. Because I know how that feels. I've caved. I went to pro wrestling school for three months. And I caved because of my anxiety. I understand. I don't know her situation. But I knew mine. And I know what it's like. But if this works out the best for her, good. But as someone who has those issues, it makes me feel like 
maybe she's succumbing. And that's not good. If her passion in life is wrestling, she should do it as much as she can. And to anyone who says anything negative about this, if someone got injured bodily, you wouldn't bat an eye. You wouldn't say anything. Mental health is real. Mental issues are real. I just hope the best for Kylie. And I really hope that we see her again one day. Because she had such a promising future in that business. She was, I mean, she was the Knockouts champion. She was, um... No, she wasn't Knockouts champion. She was, knockout she was number one contender. Number one contender. She did hold the Warrior Wrestling World Championship, the men's title. Very, very recently. Very recently. She, um, she was a, she was a shining light of excitement and hope on the independent scene when she showed up. Yes. Yes. Uh, she... I personally genuinely feel she was very much part of the rejuvenation of the independent wrestling scene that happened recently. You look at Kylie Ray, you look at Danhausen, Warhorse, Chris Dickinson, um, Kobe Durst, who we spoke with in the past on the show, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Even now he's with AEW, but Tony Deppin, Tony Deppin, yeah, like yeah, right. I get what you're saying. There is. Very much a rejuvenation of the independent wrestling scene, and Kylie was part of that. Yeah. Uh, sorry for getting a little emotional there, but no, it's, uh, it's something that's deep with me, deep in me. It should be deep for everybody. But uh, yeah, I hope I hope we see her again. Um, I hope she. Gets whatever help she needs and realizes that she has to do what's best for her, whatever that means. If that means wrestling again and fighting demons, so be it. If it means maybe wrestling wasn't working for her, maybe, you know, and she goes a different route, good. I just want the best for her. Because why wouldn't I? Alright. Anything else on that? No, no. Um, I hope we see her again. And honestly, I think we will. Alright. We're, we're going to bring the energy back up. Yeah. Sorry for, uh, sorry for having such a downer topic but like it's a big topic in the wrestling world right now man we have to talk about it we have to talk about downer topics are just as important as the big exciting happy topics now this saturday i requested off work and i was granted the day off and why john why did i request off well we have quite a an entire day of wrestling entertainment to look forward to on saturday um, in the morning, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling's Power Struggle event, and in the evening, 
we have AEW's full gear, which, apart from the women's match, I think is their best built pay-per-view yet. Cody actually talked about that and said that we are not going to have every feud be built off of someone getting mad at the other and catering, obviously taking a jab at WWE. Um, Yeah, and I saw those comments, and I get where he's coming from, but you can't ignore the frequency with which that falls upon the women's division. Um, Correct. Yeah. But first, we are going to talk about Power Struggle, struggle and what an apt name. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of... There's a lot of really good feuds here. There's a lot of things that could change hands. A lot of opportunities at hand here at uh, for this pay-per-view. Let's <coughs> let's start the clock. Alright. We're going 10 for New Japan, 15 for AEW. Alright. So, match one on Power Struggle. Um, the King of Pro Wrestling trophy will actually be defended. By Toriano against Zack Sabre Jr. in a no corner pads match. Now going into this, before I found out about the no corner pads, I thought Yano had this locked down. Yeah. But he has no corner pads to take off. Who who knows what could happen? <laughs> really? I exactly. mean I for all of these matches, I have a specific winner and what I want to happen. For uh, the future. But this match, I I have no idea. I could see Sabre winning because of the no corner pads thing. Yeah. But Sabre already has the tag team titles. And he, Taichi, and Dookie have been wrestling six-man tags, especially against the champions. And I could see that happening and if that happens i don't think zach saber jr wins this match yeah i also don't think yano should lose that champion that that trophy and the the title because it is just perfect for toro yano yeah and this is and definitely... it's, but it's also perfect for zach saber jr yeah but this is definitely the most entertainingly built feud in wrestling right now um, well, we're going to talk about another one, but, uh, but f- where New Japan is concerned, the backstage promos from the G1 between Yano, all the ones from Yano, most of the ones from Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is a great promo. Fuck yeah. Always has been. Fuck yeah. Um, Toru Yano, when you get the subtitles going, you learn how truly hilarious he is. Sorry, but I, I'm, I'm going to say something political here. Okay. I wish Zack Sabre Jr. became a dual citizen and ran for office with Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, <laughs> rather. Man, I would be, I would go nuts. But, um, Whew. I mean, he does talk politics Sleepy. in his promos. Yeah. So anyway, um, who you got for this match? Uh, I'm going Toriano. I'm going Toriano as well. <laughs> The second match on the card is 60 minutes time limit for the Never Openweight Championship. Shingo Takagi beat Suzuki, who he lost to at Jingo Stadium, 
He lost the title to Jingu, at Jingu to Suzuki, but he got a win back at the G1 Climax. Now, Shingo is not the only person to beat Suzuki at the G1, but they started feuding the last night. Uh, they were getting in each other's faces. Minoru yeah. was, you know, himself. Um, Senor was himself as well. Right. <laughs> now, <clears throat> momentum here is on Shingo's side. What do you think is going to happen here? Oh, um, well, I, I think we're going to get another classic uh, forearm smash fest. Uh, we're going to get a lot of strikes, obviously, Shingo and Minoru. Uh, Minoru Suzuki is a guy that forces you to wrestle a match his style. And Shingo Takagi is a guy that already sort of wrestles a Suzuki-style match anyway. So, I think we could see Shingo get that title back. I think we could see it too, but... I've said this before on the show, I don't remember when... I want Suzuki versus Tai Chi for that never open weight title because Tai Chi beat him in the G1 as well. And if there's going to be some type of transference of power, what better way to show it? Um, and that doesn't mean Suzuki has to stop wrestling. Yeah. Suzuki could be a freelancer. Uh, he could show up in New Japan when he wants. He could do whatever he wants. He's a fucking legend. And <laughs> he is inhuman. Um, so I'm taking Suzuki. Who are you taking? Shingo. Shingo? All right. Third match, 60-minute time, 60 minute time limit. Special single match. Kazuchika Okada. The Rainmaker. Against the great Okan. I'm going to say... Great Ocon wins. I mean, yeah, there's... there's Due to Osprey. Uh, yeah, there's absolutely going to be fuckery from Osprey in this match. Now, here's another thing I have to say. Okada has been tag-teaming against them with young lions, such as Yumura and Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. Gabriel Kidd uh, has affiliation with Osprey from the British wrestling scene. What if Gabriel Kidd is the new member of the... Looks like he's going to stop king, Osprey from kingdom. messing around or con and turns on Okada. The kingdom, the dynasty, the... the what the, the hell Empire. The Empire. God damn. <laughs> I remember because yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Great Okan is... I knew it was win. something like that. <laughs> yeah, is going to win this match due to shenanigans. Yes. And we're going to get Okada and Osprey Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, before yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm ready for Gabriel Kidd. Um, you know, he's wrestled before. He's been in the dojo system for a long time. He just, him, Uemura, and Suji have wrestled their ass off. He does not have to go on excursion. No. J Japan is his excursion. Just just give him, put him in the Empire now. You taking Khan too? Yeah, just from logic. Fourth match, IWGP U.S. Heavyweight right to challenge contract. Kenta is looking for revenge on Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
after the way that he destroyed his briefcase. You saw it. I saw it. Everyone saw it. Tanahashi will pay for his crimes. No, the briefcase. The briefcase is destroyed, and it's all Tanahashi's fault. I disagree. I, I mean, I, <laughs> yes, but Tanahashi wins. Tanahashi against Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. Please, please, God, please. I mean, I'm picking Tanahashi, but <laughs> but you know, um, that that briefcase. He's gonna try to get revenge, but the briefcase. The the briefcase might be non-existent by the by the end of the match. <laughs> He's gonna have to carry it around just like in a Manila folder or something. <laughs> it's a good. It's gonna be a good match, but I'm picking Tanahashi. Tanahashi, because Tanahashi versus Moxley has to happen. Fifth match is for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championship right to challenge at Wrestle Kingdom. Kudabushi, the G1 winner. Who won twice in a row, was in the finals three times in a row. Who finally signed that long-term contract with New Japan last year. Who wrestled everybody else's style through the G1. Is facing a guy he couldn't beat in the G1. Yeah. Jay White, the Switchblade. <laughs> you go first. I'll go first. Uh, just looking at the match, it it's impossible. It's almost impossible to pick. Um, mm, okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm going to pick Jay White. And I'll explain why when we talk about the main event. I'm going to pick Ibushi. And I'll explain why when we talk about the main event. (laughs) Hilarious. The main event that night will be for the heavyweight and intercontinental championship. Ships. Evil is the challenger. The match that Tetsuya Naito wants us to not watch. (laughs) Yes. Naito said, people are probably asking why. We don't want to see this anymore. Naito is very <laughs> candid. And I'm yeah, very surprised that management allows him to speak his yeah, mind. Yeah. Uh, Naito, Naito wins this match due to Jay interfering because he lost to Ibushi. And he messes with evil. This Sets up Evil versus Jay and the Bullet Club War that we want. And at Wrestle Kingdom, it is possible that everybody can be there. And I don't mean fans. I mean the other members of the Bullet Club. Right. Possibly the Good Brothers. And we have Abushi going against a longtime rival with Naito. And we'll see. We'll cringe at how many next spots there will be at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but finally the golden star gets his title. Please God, make it happen. John, okay. you picked Jay White. Your your idea is better than mine. Doesn't matter. Um, give, somebody, <laughs> give them a different option. The well, the the different option is that 
Jay White wins and Evil wins, and we get Jay versus Evil for both titles at Wrestle Kingdom. And it it's the same scenario with the Bully Club Civil War. But then where does Ibushi fit in at Wrestle Kingdom? Right. That's why I just said your idea was better. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. I have tunnel vision, man. I can't... I don't think about other people. Uh, Um... (laughs) Doesn't think about me. I think about you, but you know. (laughs) Anyway, um... Yeah, so... So, who are you going with? Uh, You're going with Evil. I'm going with Evil. Okay. So, Armbar Audio disagrees on one match for ba- power. Two matches two for matches. power struggle. Um, Three matches. Three? I think you, oh, picked, yeah, 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 you yeah. picked Saber and I picked Yona. No, no. No. Suzuki and Shingo. I picked Shingo, you picked Suzuki. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we're going to do, where are we at? Uh, we we went over. <laughs> yeah, but like, where do you think? Where's the video at? Video is at fifty minutes. All right, so we got ten minutes. But we had like, like two, three, maybe in five minutes of pre-roll. All right, so we'll go fifteen minutes yeah. here. All right, so on the AEW full gear card, the buy-in is. Let's just say, at the start. Every match on this card is going to be amazing. Uh, Tony Schiavone at the top at, at the top of the hour at ten o'clock last night said that this is our most stacked pay per view card yet, and I'm finding it hard to disagree. I agree. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're getting a lot of matches that we've wanted for a while. And a lot of matches that we didn't know we wanted, but... Until we heard about them. Right. Um, Especially that match number eight right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so Serena Deeb is putting up the NWA Women's Championship against Allison Kay. Allison Kay, earlier this week, said that she was done with the NWA and that she would be open for independent bookings. And... Lo and behold, two or three days later, she's on AEW Full Gear, baby. Now, it is the buy-in, so whatever. Um, I do not have a dog in this fight. I will be happy with whoever wins. I'm just ready to see some badass women's wrestling. Generally, because I don't even understand what's going on with the NWA. Yeah. Um, Since she's not wrestling for the NWA anymore, I'm guessing Allison Kay puts on a great show. But loses. But Serena Deeb is contracted to AEW. So it's all confusing to me. So I'm going Serena Deeb, but Allison K is going to win over a bunch of fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure why, why they dropped the belt from Thunder Rosa. Because Rosa's trying to figure out what, what company she's going to sign with. Yeah, well, Serena Deeb's already signed with a company that she has the title for one that is not that one. But uh, it's like, I don't... Right. <laughs> what exactly. is happening it's very confusing. with the NWA? I don't know. Maybe Billy Corgan called up Tony and was like, look, I don't know what the hell's going on with my company. Can you at least 
keep it alive while I'm trying to figure this shit out. They're doing some stuff on that. What is it called? What is it called? That um, it's on fight. I don't know what it yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, God. United something. Who cares? We're spending too much time on this shit. But yeah, but they. That's where the NWA World Championship is being defended by Nick Aldis on that other show that's on fight. And the TV title. And the TV title. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Serena Deeb for the same reasons you did. Um, let's see. I don't want to talk about that yet. Let's talk about... Matt yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy in the elite deletion match. Where, if the final deletion and the stadium stampede is anything to go off of, it's going to be incredible. As long as no one gets legitimately hurt, we are going to get what we were supposed to get at um, Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing. No? Yeah. All Out. All Out? I don't remember. I think it was All Out. All Out. Yeah. All if out. we're wrong, tell us in the comments. <laughs> or don't. Who gives a shit? I don't um, you know what we're talking about anyway. So, um... Yeah, they, they know the match we mean. What do you think is going to happen here? Um... <laughs> uh... I think Sam, they should throw Sammy in the lake of reincarnation and he comes out wearing the panda head. <laughs> that would be cute. That would be cute. I like cute shit. Who do you want... Who do you have winning? Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy. He's going to run him over again. I think Guevara finally gets a fucking singles win. See, that, and that makes sense, but this match is going to kind of be just like a whatever. It's not like yeah, yeah. a reg- Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Matt Hardy should have some sort of like post-apocalyptic looking like Mad Max golf cart that he chases down Sammy Guevara in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't be mad... If Matt Hardy won, because it's his match. Yeah. But Sammy, Sammy needs a win, and honestly, it would make Sammy it, needs a win, even it, if it's in a goofy ass match. It would make a, it would make more sense to me if Matt lost, because yeah. then Matt could try and figure himself out more, maybe just transition to that manager role. Is he going to be full blown broken Matt? That's the other thing, because it just it says Matt Hardy. It doesn't say broken Matt Hardy. Who the hell knows? Yeah. I mean, judging from being the elite, he's... Switching... Gigs. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so I go Sammy, you go Matt. Yep. Let's talk about... Chris Jericho versus MJF with Wardlow. If MJF wins, he's allowed to join the inner circle. Yes. We, uh, we know there's some people in the inner circle who definitely don't want MJF in. And there are others who are on the fence. Nonplussed. Last night, Jericho told MJF the one thing he doesn't have, he's not tough and he's soft. So MJF and Wardlow faced Hager and uh, Ortiz, or uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And they won that match, I believe. Yeah. And And afterwards, MJF... Attacked Jericho at the commentary booth pretty viciously to the point where Hager had to get involved. Wardlow almost got involved. So, who you got in this match? 
Uh, see, I want MJF to win because I want MJF to join the inner circle because I think it would be hilarious. I I need to see those tweets with MJF and Santana and Ortiz become a reality on TV. I need that to happen. I also, our friends at WrestleJoy tweeted an interesting theory. What if uh, Jericho wins but invites Wardlow to join the inner circle? Because Wardlow's been the one kind of doing all the heavy lifting. I can see that happening. I mean, Um, I feel like people just want MJF to have that existential crisis type storyline where Wardlow gets something that he should be getting. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Wardlow and MJF feud... I'm, Tension. I'm kind of sick of this world they won't be thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think MJF wins. Jericho goes back on his word. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And says, <laughs> you beat me, you son of a bitch. You're going to pay. You're, you're not re- joining the inner circle. You're never in the inner you circle. You are never going to join the inner circle. <laughs> And then they maybe they offer Wardlow yeah. the position. Um, but yeah, that's what I see happening. You want somebody to get over, you put him with Jericho. This is logical for MJF. It's logical for Jericho. They've had they've had great promos and everything. Um, and that's why Jericho should turn on his word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're both going MJF here? Yep. Alright. Let's talk about... I'm excited for this one. You know I am. Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy against... BOOM! Number four, John Silver. It's gonna be amazing. Orange Cassidy is a dead man because... Does he even remember all the times that he knocked over the cup? John Silver does. Does he remember when he wouldn't drink the juice? John Silver does. <laughs> this is going to be a very fun and funny match. Yeah. Um, I hope, like we have seen with Cassidy coming out of his shell and showing everyone that he actually can wrestle. Yeah. I hope Silver here shows what he's capable of because he's a very good wrestler. Um, in the end, though, I see Orange Cassidy winning. Yeah, me too. Um, unless the entire Dark Order gets involved and some insane shit happens there. Because the the best friends don't have a spot on this card. So I could see... Not yet. Not they yet. might add them versus the best friends on the buy-in or something. Yeah, Maybe. But, um... I mean, uh, the best friends versus Miro and, uh... Yeah. Kip. I'm surprised that that's not the buy-in match already. Right, right, right. Um, but I can see the best friends and, uh, probably Reynolds and Colt Cabana getting involved. Because they seem to be the three that have been together on Dynamite the most. <clears throat> Maybe even, um... Uh, Anna Jay getting involved because we had the little back and forth 
with Orange Cassidy and Anna Jay. But I'm picking Orange Cassidy. All right. For the women's title, Hikaru Shida defends her title against Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero. We haven't seen much of Nyla Rose on Dynamite, nor Hikaru Shida. Right. Um, I expect a good match, and I expect Shida to retain. Ooh, this is the this is where we differ. Nyla Rose is getting that title back. Okay. I think Shida has forgotten. She I Shida got too used to fighting little girls. In my opinion. Right. I think that's what it should be. For the TNT Championship, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson defends against Darby Allen. Now, Team Taz is obsessed with Will Hobbs right now. They still talk about Darby, but it, they don't look like they're. It doesn't look like they're focusing much focusing on him. On him. Uh, Cody cut a really good promo this past Wednesday night, and after that promo, man, it's hard for me not to say Cody, but I really want Darby to win, so I'm gonna go Darby. Darbs. Uh, my head says Cody, my heart says Darby. I'm going with my heart on this one. That's kind of the same scenario I'm in. Uh, but to be different, I'm going to go with Cody. Darby's always on the cusp. Yeah. He's on, he was in the ladder match. He did good. He was in all the other things. He did good. Uh, he just, he deserves it. He, and he deserves He it. does deserve it. And, and Cody doesn't need a title. <clears throat> And I really like the fact that they brought up on commentary that Darby's first match was against Cody. I like the continuity that we're seeing from AEW, just in general. So, I'm going to pick Cody. You're picking Darby. Let's talk about FTR versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nate Jackson. Uh, the match that we've wanted for years, we're finally getting it. It's for the championships. If the Young Bucks lose, they can't challenge for the titles anymore. So, because of that, I really want the Young Bucks to win. Tolly Blanchard is banned from ringside. Tolly Blanchard is... Oh, shit. I didn't even hear or see that yet. So, yeah, if he's banned from ringside, I'm picking the Bucks. I don't want the Bucks to never be able to go for the title again. I don't want that to be the gimmick for two elite groups. Or for two members of the elite. I agree. I'm counting the Bucks as one member. I agree. Uh, I agree. And that's why I'm picking the Bucks. But I will say this. For as much as we've wanted this match. And as, and it's going to deliver. The build for this match has not. Um, FTR clearly heals. The Young Bucks looked like they were going heel. Now it kind of looks like they're going face. Don't understand. Um, the Bucks are are perpetual tweeners. It looks like they're the ones having the existential crisis. Yeah, I they, think they if they get the they title, are. I think if they get the titles, they're going to be full face. But if they lose, they're going to continue down that path of super keeping people and being assholes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, um, I'm going with the Bucks too. Uh. For the AEW 
number one contender world championship match, the end of the Eliminator tournament, Hangman Adam Page against Kenny Omega. Hangman is nervous. He said he was going to be the first champion, and that did not come true. He doesn't think anyone believed it except himself. From there, he formed a tag team with Kenny Omega, and despite all of their issues, they had an amazing run. Kenny Omega is absolutely 100% focused for this match and for the title. He doesn't care that it's Adam Page. He even said that he thought that Wardlow was going to beat him. Jericho said on commentary, Hangman better be sober or he's not going to win. Yep. What happens here, John? Kenny Omega, baby. It's Omega time. Omega just brought back without really doing it officially, but he's the cleaner again. He's New Japan Kenny. I mean, that match, that squash on Sunny Kiss, and then that match against... Who are you fighting the eliminator? Help me. Pentagon. That match with Pentagon was a New Japan pro wrestling match. And it was great how he explained that in a real sports scenario, he would have gotten a bye, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to earn it. Um, And earn it, he did. I mean, that's always been Kenny's M.O. He doesn't get handed shit. I'm going Omega. I don't know how he wins, but he's going to win. And I don't know what the fallout's going to be. But like I said on our Fans Bring the Topics episode, this story does not end at full gear. Oh, no. And if this match and this story does not make you emotional... You haven't been paying attention to AEW for the year that it's been around. And you haven't followed Hangman or Kenny's careers at all. All right. Main event time. Main event time. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. What a goddamn promo from the both of them on Dynamite. I agree, but you could honestly say that every week since Eddie Kingston has put his eyes on Moxley. They are... They've done such a good job of making me care about this match. This is the best feud Moxley has had since he went at Jericho for the title. This is the best feud he's had as a champion. Yes. That said, my head says Moxley. My heart says Eddie. (laughs) I don't care if Eddie holds it only until Dynamite. I'd love to see him with the championship. Just to have that check. This is the culmination. Mark. This is the culmination of an 18-year journey for Eddie Kingston. And he recently came out and said AEW is his last stop. He's never going anywhere else. But it so even though I don't want to say this, even though it goes against everything in my head, I'm saying Kingston wins. Due to the Butcher and the Blade involvement, because it's an I quit match, so that means there's anything can happen. Um, uh, Moxley gets a rematch on Dynamite or the Dynamite after and wins. Who is... Okay, I'm going to say my piece. 
John Moxley is going to say the words I quit. Damn. And I'll tell you why. Who's no longer employed by WWE? John Moxley? Who else? I don't I don't know where you're going. But... Renee Young. Okay. Moxley mentioned Eddie Kingston's mother on Dynamite, and he got pissed. I like where you're going. You like where I'm going, don't yeah, you? Yeah, tell me more. John Moxley is going to say the words, I quit, seconds before Eddie Kingston smashes Renee Young's head with a chair. That'd be fucking awesome. Eddie Kingston is going to drag Renee out onto that stage. Or or his, his or group. or Owie. Owie's gonna do it. We'll we'll say Owie. <coughs> John, you hate the fantasy book, but my god man. I hate the fantasy book because when you do it it's oh, it, it's only it's rare that I have an idea this good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking phenomenal, and I hope that, that shit happens. And with that we hope you enjoy your if there's Saturday. Anything, if there's anything that we've known about Eddie Kingston for his entire career, it's that he's fucking crazy. But so <laughs> is Moxley. But so is Moxley. But with that, I'm going to say I'm I'm going to shamelessly plug something first. Oh, because I got something coming up Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will not be watching the Graps this Saturday. I will be watching Sunday. Uh, why the Graps? What? Why the Graps? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were yelling at me for saying the, the graps. No, I was yelling yeah. at you because you're not watching wrestling. But I understand. Um, this Saturday, uh, if you're watching this when it comes out on Friday, it's tomorrow, starting at 10 in the morning, going from 10 a.m. Saturday the 7th to 10 a.m. Sunday the 8th, I will be doing a gaming live stream marathon for the Extra Life Foundation. Uh, the Extra Life Foundation is a gaming charity that raises money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. I'm going to be raising money for the Children's Miracle Network Hospital, the UPMC, Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Uh, if you go and look at extra-life.org, if you are a gamer and want to use your hobby to make a difference, this is the way to do it. Uh, every year... Usually the first weekend in November, um, hundreds of thousands of gamers around the world get together. Well, maybe not the world, but in the country, uh, come together and do this 24-hour marathon. Um, I'm going to be playing some Fall Guys, playing some Among Us, playing some Minecraft. Uh, I'm going to be getting some Jackbox games going. Uh, I'm, I'm even I'm going to be doing some Lego building. You uh, might even see me show up. Might even see him show up. Um, I have some guests. I think our friend the Nerdy Mark is going to stop in probably when I'm playing Among Us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, please show up. Um, you don't have to watch the whole thing. It's 24 goddamn hours long. I understand that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm going to be around that whole day. Uh Tomorrow after work, it starts a week off for me, and I can't think of a better way to start it than by doing something this amazing to help in this time of crisis that the country is facing. 
and that the world is facing with 2020 as a whole. Um, John, good yeah. on you. I'm Thank proud you. of you. I'm very proud, proud to call you my friend. I, I always watch I always watch Rooster Teeth's Extra Life stream. Um, that's how I found out about this because I'm a huge Rooster Teeth fan. Um, and uh, I'm very happy to have the necessary equipment to do this now. <laughs> um, with that. Wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. And peace, love. To all of you, bang! bang.